Welcome to the Tortoiseus Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morell, and joining me shortly will be my partner, Shane Wells, and may or may not be joining us as a guest. We don't know yet. And without further ado, your opening. Welcome to episode 9 of the Tortoiseus Podcast. I am Parker Perel, and with me as always is... Shane Wells. And joining us is no one. We're by ourselves today. Woohoo! Yay! And this episode is very special, and uh, this is also a surprise to Shane, uh, what we're talking about this episode. Um, Shane, we're talking about Velma. Yes. Oh. Ah, Really? Yeah, I, no told, I, I told him like two minutes before. Yeah, it was two minutes, but I was very surprised. You should see the work this man has done. I have people. I have Cornell notes. He has Cornell notes. He has printed scripts. What is this? Is that printed? Is that? Yeah, it's a, this is a summary, half of what I did and half of what IMDb wrote ah. of the episodes. I tried to do this printed, but I just got depressed. Um, <clears throat> I have never felt more defeated yeah, in my life. Yeah, I feel pretty defeated. Writing, doing this much work on a show that is this bad. I've watched this show twice. Twice. The total length of the series is five hours long. Which means I've wasted ten Ten hours hours, of my life not watching the show. That doesn't include the hours I spent writing notes, taking the time to make graphs, and (sighs) counting and counting and counting and counting. I counted how many times I laughed. But here's the thing about the show. And for those counting at home, <clears throat> uh, well, not counting at home, but those listening, I'm the only one who watched this should, show. Should we should we give like a background just in case if people don't understand the yeah, show? Yeah, we will. We will. But okay, okay. before we dive in, I'm the only one who watched this show. Me and Shane watched the first two episodes together and Shane immediately tapped out. He was like, "Yeah, I couldn't do it." It's like it's garbage. I don't want to watch it. But then a light switched in my head, and I was like, I gotta watch it. For to talk to, about to, it. To talk about it. And I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. This will be so funny to talk about on the podcast. And have you ever seen um, All's Quiet on the Western Front? Yeah. Do, do, do you remember how. Uh, Paul, great, great movie. Do you remember how Paul at the beginning was like, "Yeah, let's go to war," yeah, and then, then at the end, like, <laughs> then at the end, he's yeah, just a thousand yard stare, like yeah. into the into the unknown. That's how I feel. Yeah. I, I just came in with such joy, and then it, now I'm just like a changed man. Yeah, I have never wanted to smoke cigarettes more <laughs> than when <laughs> I was watching funny. Velma. This show, it it just defeated me on so many You told many me, levels. though, once that it gets a little tiny bit better, though, doesn't it? We'll uh, talk about that. I'll t- we'll talk about it. Okay. I was... I will go ahead and... Is it like me. a bell curve, kind of, maybe? Of the slimmest of margins. Okay. I'll talk about it, but it's... There's just a lot of potential here. So, background. Shane, do you know a little bit of background on this show? Yeah, I'll give some background. So, Velma... <clears throat> A recent release about the creation of the Scooby-Doo gang. 
um, through the character Velma, who is apparently, I guess, started the whole gang, but it just recently came out on HBO Max, and it's a cartoon animated, but it's more like adult theme. There's a whole lot of adult themes in it. It's Scooby-Doo not, is yeah. in the show. Scooby-Doo is not in the show about how the Scooby-Doo gang get together. I want you to take that one in, but it's just, it's, but it actually has the worst, it's the worst rated show ever. On IMDb. At a 1.3 stars. Mm. Incredible. Yeah, so, and, and you have to talk about all the garbage. The, the Geico Caveman TV show has a higher rating than this show. Yes. Sanjay and Craig has a better IMDb rating than I'm, this show. I like Sanjay. Breadwinners has a better rating. Breadwinners than is pretty trash. There, there are so... Teen Titans go, even though it kind of got to be fair. To be fair... The internet can do very powerful things. Yes. And I think, like, the whole, like, crazy, like, have you seen this show? It's the worst show ever, like, kind of, like, <clears throat> brought it, like, so bad. And that's the thing. There's a lot of yeah. hate watches. But the worst part yeah. is... The it's, wor- it's actually bad, though, so I'm not it's, helping it. It's, it's, like, actually horrible. <clears throat> the worst part is it's already been confirmed for a season two. Uh, nice. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's because of the hate watches, but it was already... It was pre-bought, and they just released it after, like, the big announcement. that they. It's the most streamed show, uh, most streamed animated show on its release ever in the history of Exactly. Anime. That's, I think, another <laughs> important thing to look at. No matter how, if a show is super-duper bad or super-duper good, it's always <laughs> going to, like, lead to a bunch of listens, or watches, sorry, because... If a show is so bad that people are talking about it as much as they did this show, mm-hmm. then people are going to go and click on that show and just watch it just to see how bad it is. And that gets it more watches, and that's just good or better. Exactly. It really sucks, by the way. The, the hate-watching culture and like yeah. the need to watch. So that's why I have went through the, the worries and problems of writing summaries. Do not watch Velma. This is your spoiler, but don't watch don't it. Don't give them you, any more streams. Don't give them any more streams. There's no enjoyment out of it. Trust me, I've watched it twice. There is no enjoyment. Ignore it. Just ignore, ignore everything you pretend hear. it does. Say no to Velma. Yes. Say <laughs> no to Velma. Say no to, to Velma. Please just, just listen. Don't to... Don't watch it. Listen to my buttery voice talk about. Don't Velma. hate watch it. Don't do anything. Just don't do anything with Velma. Watch all the. Read all the reviews. Read. Uh, watch all the videos of people talking about it. W- listen to me talk about it, but don't watch it. Don't give it any yeah, more attention. It's like not. it's like it's like your toxic uh, toxic lover. Don't give it any more attention. Yeah, exactly. Just, just ignore it. It'll go away. Okay, but <clears throat> let's last, talk about it. <laughs> last, last thing before we dive in, Vel- the Velma show has this interesting dynamic that I've never seen. In the modern day of 2023, we've seen a lot of struggle with bipartisanism, with mm, I, Democrats I, I, and Republicans and neutral parties coming to agreements. As an apolitical person myself, I find it hard for both parties to find common ground. But it's weird because they both hate the Velma show. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think it's because I, out of everything I've watched, and I've looked at a bunch of reviews. Sorry to jump in. If no, you no, 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 no. Go ahead. But, like, the thing about the Velma show is it tries to be woke. It tries to be woke, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, that screws up people people on the right side. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, this show's woke. 
but then it's woke and doesn't do anything about it. Like it makes jokes about mm. wokeness. Yeah. And then it caught yeah, just like it's, it's like mean spirited. Yeah. To a T. Yeah, it's exactly. And here's the thing is it's trying to be woke, but yeah, it has some low key and high key racist moments. Yeah, in like it. actually. Like it's weird. It's like it's like I can't explain it. Like there were some racist jokes in it. But like it felt like I can't explain it. It, like, felt part of the wokeness in a way. I can't yeah. even explain It's it, very it's like strange. They were blinded by their wokeness. Yeah, it's, like, weird. It's very weird. You don't watch it. I was going to say you have to watch it, but do not watch it. Listen Please, to do, me talk Do not it. watch it. Do not watch the, the it. It's worst, just a very strange The worst way I can... I mean, the best way I can describe it is the way I heard, heard it, and I read this from an online review. It said, this is like if InfoWars and Ben Shapiro <laughs> wrote a cartoon about what wokeness is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's that is exactly what it is. It's a, because it's just such like a stereotype and doesn't do anything about it. And conservatives hate it because it's too woke. The woke side and left side hate it because uh, because it spreads bad messages. It's It yeah. spreads... Uh, racism has racist moments, Child and <laughs> and people like me who are apolitical hate it because it's a bad cartoon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's just trash, awful. Yeah. And for all of the above, um, but without other way, do you have anything else to say before we dive into this? I'm just gonna say, pray, pray, yeah, pray, please. A- ask for forgiveness Mah- for your sins. Muhammad Vishnu Christ, John, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> Please hear me out. I feel on like this. that could become like a character, like Muhammad Vishnu Christ. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely can. But yeah. with that out of the way, episode good one. Good merch design. Oh yeah, very good merch. Yeah, that'd be a we're, great we're, merch idea. We're gonna shout out our merch. Oh yeah, let's say yeah. And ep- after episode three, because you better st- you better stay till episode three, because if I went through the problem. Episode three. No, no, no. Uh, like this. Oh, ep- episode three in Velma. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> episode one of the Velma show. And by the way, for all the Shane stands out there, I know we've like interrupted me uh, starting the Velma show a lot, but uh, you'll thank me later. Um, yeah, I didn't do any research. Parker did. Like, I came to Parker's house not having, like, you know, usually I come here and we're like, oh, what are we going to, you know, talk about today? I came here. The amount of paper this guy has on this stupid show is, like, the most stupid thing I've ever seen. So Parker's going to take it away for a lot of this episode. But, but yeah, Shane's going to provide plenty yeah, of commentary. I'll, I'll, I'll try and talk as much as I can because I have seen some of the show, so I do have an idea. Shane is playing the role of voice of the people. Yes, I'm, I'm the person. He is the person to ask. So with that out of the way, <clears throat> the Velma show opens, and it's a card of just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like going through Velma's room, going through different pictures, and she's just like, I'm the one who created the mystery gang. I'm the one who did this. And she's like, well, this is my origin story. I know most origin stories are about tall and handsome guys struggling about gaining even more power. That's like the first line yeah, very, of the show. There you go. And right off the bat. But here's the thing. So I was like, oh, <clears throat> what is the most pop, uh, popular origin story of all time? And it was The Hobbit and Maleficent. Are the two most two pop? And I wouldn't exactly call uh, Bilbo. Really, Maleficent's B- up there. I, I mean, I didn't B- know that. I wouldn't exactly call Bilbo Baggins uh, a tall and handsome guy, and neither would I call Maleficent a taller, handsome guy. Yeah. So it's, it's tall. it's just seems misguided 
uh, right out of the gate, right out of the gate. And then, furthermore, the second line of the show is like, it wasn't Fred who created the mystery gang, it was me. The, and Fred was too busy in his mystery machine sex van. So out, out of the gate, he insults, like, the mystery machine. And that that's yeah. kind of the narrative of the show. It's insulting you for watching the original Scooby-Doo show. And it's saying, watch us anyways. And that's one of the main themes of this show. It's insulting everyone. It's insulting you for watching the previous show. It's insulting leftists, conservatives, people in the middle, and you for watching the show. Yeah. So, if you want to be in a good mood... It's almost like South Park, but it does a horrible job at it. I make a, I make a comparison to South Park later on in this, but that that is very true. Yeah. Very South true. Park's funny. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the main difference. Because I believe, they're, and I'll get into this later, they're trying to make Velma like an Eric Cartman, because she hates everybody and everything. But mm. I get into why Eric Cartman works, but why Velma doesn't. But Oh, that's good, yeah. So buckle up, buckaroos, because here we go. <clears throat> so the first scene after the title card slash like introduction opens up to Daphne undressing in the shower and wraps herself up in a towel and sees two cockroaches humping. And that humping scene goes on for ten seconds. And not only that, isn't it like complete silence too? It's just like a it's, com- it's complete of the- silence. Just yeah. cockroaches humping and making the noises like that. Like sounds like a cricket makes. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And for do cockroaches even hump? I don't even know. But yeah, whatever it was. What is cockroach sex? The first. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna look it up. The first joke of the show. The first joke. The first one liner is. This school sucks after watching the cockroaches hump. That is the first one-liner mm. punchline. And if that Very doesn't funny. sum up this show, whatever. Very but funny. it is at this point I would like to introduce the Parker joke counter for this entire show. I did tally marks of every joke told and every joke I laughed at throughout every episode. And at the end, we will calculate... How much? How many jokes there were, and how many I laughed at. And I'll tell you what jokes I laughed at along the way. Okay. What? I, I, I oh, look at it. Jane wanted to look at it because he hasn't seen that before. But anyways, mm. I remind you. Daphne then walks to the shower where there's a bunch uh, where a gaggle of girls are, and she takes off her show. Uh, <laughs> takes off her show. Takes off her towel to reveal th- uh, an A. They're all naked. And you can't see nipples or other genitalia, but they're 16. You can see a clear outline of, like, the stuff. They're 16. These are 16-year-old girls. Horrible. And and it's disgusting and horrible. And the commentary and the jokes that they're making about is how, like, they like shows that show underage nudity, like Riverdale and Euphoria. They were making jokes about that, and they're like, we got to get in the audience. And I'm like... Who wants to see 16-year-old girls naked, you know? Like, I don't get the the drive for it. I mean, th- there's I, there's just, like, no real dri- uh, drive for it. I don't know who wants this. I don't know who asked for this. And th- this begins the part of the show where they just make so many meta jokes. And there's more naked scenes or partially naked scenes that... Um, I think is meant to attract creepos and meant to attract clicks onto uh, onto the Velma show. I mean, 
It's disgusting. But with that out of the way, they just start talking about that, start arguing-ish about it, and then Velma attacks Daphne with a crowbar. Now, you don't know it's Velma at this point, but it's clearly the outline of her. She's, like, draped up in a cloak and attacks Daphne with a crowbar in the shower and then makes fun of Daphne. And then uh, Velma walks over to her locker, opens up the locker, and out plops the dead body of Brenda, one of their classmates. And... That's uh, And her head is sliced in two, revealing no brain. And then it is at that point where Daphne makes a bad joke because Velma's like, oh my god, she has no brain. And Daphne says, that's not nice. And then Velma goes, uh, no, she literally has no brain. And that's the second joke, or third joke of this show. And yeah. judging by, <laughs> yeah, that millions of dollars were spent on this show. Millions of dollars. And that's how that's how they treat you with their first jokes. It's like yeah. a slap in the face for you yeah. for clicking onto the show. Then Velma's arrested and she's brought in for interrogation. Dumb joke. Um, because she's uh, the per- the people there to interrogate her are Daphne's moms. And Daphne's moms are lesbians. And Velma says, I thought lesbians were good at detective skills. And I'm just mm. like, is that is that a stereotype? Yeah. That yeah, that uh, yeah, that's a stereotype. It, it's a stereotype? Because I, I was just I think conf- it's a reference to movies though. Yeah. Like I think that's like a movie thing, right? Lesbian cops in movies. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was just like, I thought lesbian cops were supposed to be good detectives. What are you doing? And it was just like Yeah, it that, just caught I think me it's off a stereotype, guard. yeah. Because it was just like just thrown out there. Like, it didn't really make sense with the dialogue. It feels like they wanted to say it. And then also at this point, we get the first Velma hallucination. She has a quick moment of, <gasps> and Velma gets these hallucinations whenever she wants to solve a mystery. And as you know, in the Scooby-Doo show, mysteries play a pretty important part into the show. Yep. So da- uh, Daphne's moms come in to interrogate Velma, and they reveal the... Uh, uh, Velma reveals that her mom went missing two years ago, and Vel- uh, Velma is now a suspect in the murder, but they just said that Velma's mom's a missing person and most likely died or left. They don't really care. And then Daphne moms make really, really offensive jokes about Southeast Asian women. She was like, because uh, because they, they were telling her to get changed, and then they were like, Oh, and then Velma's like, I don't want to. And then they're like, okay, is it because of your weight, your handsome face, or your hairy gorilla arms? Just like, really, just like, yeah. what's the point in that? It just yeah. seemed like it went out of its way to make those kinds of jokes, you know? And they just further went on to berate Velma's appearance. Uh, it only sought to further derogatory stereotypes for Southeast Asian women. And once again... I'm not an expert on Southeast Asian women. I'm not an expert on stereotypes for Southeast Asian women. So yeah. I, I've just heard that those were very offensive in the reviews I read from uh, Southeast wow. Asian women. So that's what they said. Uh, they sound offensive. I don't want to be called a, gr- <laughs> a gorilla yeah. with hairy arms, you know? It's just, mm, doesn't sit right with me. But with that out of the way, further on... Uh, it is also revealed that Daphne and Velma, they used to be friends, but then Daph got hot and popular. And then Velma did not. She got wrapped up into trying to find her mom's mystery and shut everyone out. 
So that's where we are at this current moment in time. And the only way Velma can prove her innocence is to find the real killer of who killed Brenda. Not her mom, who killed Brenda. So, yeah. And also, uh, the first cutaway that we get, Daphne's moms ask Velma and are like, are like, all right, you got to solve this mystery. And then Velma goes, I don't solve mysteries anymore. And like, it's dead silence, like, like this dead silence. For no joke, like five to ten seconds. It's insane. That is weird. Yeah, it, it was just weird. I that wonder if it's so an weird. editing, uh, editing problem. And then as she leaves the police office, Fred makes his first appearance onto this show. Yeah. And it is now where I'm going to introduce the character cards I made. I made character Holy cards crap. for everybody on this show. Is Shaggy in the show? Well, his name's Norville. Okay, yeah. And I'm going to get into that when Shaggy makes his first appearance. Sorry, Norville. I'm going to call him Shaggy. On the, I was just looking at the cast list. Yeah. And it, and it says it's Shaggy Rogers. Yeah, because I don't Did know. They, does the name eventually switch to Shaggy? No, it's always um, Norville. Okay. It's a, he he doesn't even touch a Weedle in this show. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it, it is it is an insult to the name Shaggy. So yeah, Shaggy in the Velma show doesn't go by the name Shaggy. He goes by the name Norville, and this has started the massive movement. Not my Shaggy, and I support it. But <laughs> character cards, Velma. She is a short, five foot six Southeast Asian woman who is fifteen years old. And, by the way, guys, she's bi. And <laughs> that that's a reference to a SNL skit where they make the Mario Brothers an HBO show. And they keep I think on, I've seen that, They introduce yes. new characters, and, like, each one goes, I'm Yoshi, I'm bi. <laughs> and then go, I'm Toad, I'm also bi. <laughs> and, it's, and, like, it, it just cracked me up. But that's why I did that. Daphne, she's tall. Red-haired Asian-American woman, 16 years old. She's Asian-American? Asian-American, sure. yep. Yeah. Uh, 16 years old, and she's bi. And then you have Fred, tall, blonde, 16-year-old, white, and his family is rich. And I'm going to get into this later, but Fred is a person with disability. And the show doesn't really comment on that, but it's clear. And I'm going to dig into that later because it's kind of disgusting how they treat Fred in the show. Because he's clearly disabled. Really? Uh, yeah. And they don't really talk about it. That's the thing. They don't really talk about it. And Shaggy, or Norville, is super tall. He's mixed. He's 16 years old. And, yeah, that's about it. All I can talk about them. They, yeah. And I know I'm talking bad about the show, but the character designs are pretty good. The only one I don't really like is Shaggy. I think he's too tall and his neck's too thin. Yeah. Because they're kind of going for a realistic type design with the people, except for Shaggy. It doesn't really fit yeah, with any of yeah, the Yeah, I noticed characters. that, actually. Like, yeah. they all look super like, real-ish, yeah, but then you just have... <laughs> Shaggy, like, it's literally like a stick. Yeah, yeah. like neck his neck is, is really two, small. two yeah. feet longer than his torso. It's yeah, just it's like, very strange. It doesn't fit in with everything else. And we're going to get back to these character sheets, but we got we to gotta at least finish episode one here, approaching 25 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can do a two-part thing. Maybe, maybe yeah. we can. I don't know. If, I don't know. Do we want to spend two episodes talking about Yeah, I don't um, know if, if the people would enjoy that. Yeah. So, 
whatever. Fred makes his first appearance, and Velma is out of the gate, smitten with Fred. He's just like, oh my gosh, I'm attracted to this guy. Which doesn't make any sense, because Velma, at this point, has had several one-liners about how she doesn't respect um, rich white dudes like Fred. Which, you know, I can get and I can dive into, but I'm not going to because I don't see the point, because... We've already talked about how this show has, like, a confusing political agenda, you know? So, either way, her being attracted to Fred doesn't make any sense for her character. But Fred then confuses Velma for a Hispanic woman and says... And then he has this classic joke. Um, I can't recognize women who aren't hot. It's like sickle cell for rich guys. That is Fred's first joke of the show. Uh, here at Joke Counter, uh, and I'm kind of skipping through. This is my summary. If you didn't hear it, I laughed, guys. Yeah, he, yeah. he laughed super hard. So at this point in the show, we have gone through 15 jokes. I have laughed zero times. <clears throat> Next, Daphne, and buckle up for this one, because this one really like rubbed me the wrong way. Daphne shows up falls over Fred like in a hug and goes, Oh my gosh, Brenda's been killed. Oh no, please help me. And then there's another joke about Velma being Hispanic and Velma storms off. But before she does, Daphne uh, says that she believes Velma is the killer of this situation. And then Velma finally leaves the screen. Thank God. And then Daphne and Fred make out. But then Daphne gropes Fred's butt and then tries to unzip his pants and grab his crotch after Fred says no and like and then says gosh Daff gosh Daff please don't or he doesn't say please don't he's just like not now I'm not ready and like Daphne's really pushy about it and he he kind I don't want to like straight up say he gets sexually assaulted but it's like along those lines an uncomfortable line that they just like throw out there like, this is supposed to be funny at this point, yeah. right? And I'm watching, like, Daphne attempt to reach into this 16-year-old's pants. And it's just, like, really disgusting because Daphne was getting mad. And so it's just, like, not a good look for any of their characters, you know? And I mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad for Fred at this moment. And, like, they don't... That's the thing. Throughout this show, they don't want you to feel bad for Fred. He's supposed to be an arrogant uh, little little dude with uh and we'll get into this later with a small wee wee who they just want to make fun of because he's rich white and he's arrogant at this moment he hasn't been characterized at any point yeah. so it's really uncomfortable for me to watch but anyways daff makes fun of uh, ruthlessly makes fun of fred for this jump cut to the next scene velma's at his house uh where velma's dad amon is making fun of velma f- uh, for her steve harvey eyebrows um and then she calls Velma weird. Velma's dad is revealed to have a relationship with a waitress from a diner called Scooters. And the waitress is actually the owner of Scooters. And she's pregnant with Amon's kid or Velma's sister. And then <laughs> Velma has this classic joke where, she's, where she says, Maybe you'll be more popular if you have friends, Velma. The waitress says that. And then... Velma just goes off and says, maybe if you weren't so basic. And like, yeah, that is is quite the joke. And we added that to Mm. the counter. uh, And no laughs. Still no laughs at this point. It's very cringe. And then, no joke, right after that basic line, jump cut 
Two, the pregnant waitress being, uh, she's naked, and she's like, oh my gosh, the baby's kicking, and there's a photo shoot of, like, the baby pressed up against, like, the skin-tight stomach, posing with the mom for pictures while she's naked, and a mom starts taking photos because apparently the waitress is, like, an influencer. It's not really explained, doesn't really make sense, but it happens, and... I'm scarred because it happened, yeah. and I need. I I see it in my head, like here's here's the thing, and I'm gonna compliment the Velma show again right now. The animation is talented, like the detail in some of the animation is really Sucks good. Sucks that it went to it, that all that time was wasted for a horrible show. A horrible, all that work, horrible show. Like I talk about the hallucinations, and we're gonna talk about them more. The animation and the detail into them is incredible. There's a scene where one of the... Uh, it's supposed to be her mom, but kind of a gothic figure of her mom sticks out her tongue, and, it, like, it's worms, and it's really detailed, eerie, creepy. And I was like, whoa, this is actually really good, uh, really good detail. Mm-hmm. And then you have scenes like this, where the pregnant belly is extended, and the baby's coming out of the skin is just so like detailed and I'm just like it's just like I don't want to watch this I do, yeah. it's like shock humor for the sake of being shocking but the, this doesn't further the story in any way you know and somehow at the end of the scene Velma is forced to end up being a waitress I don't know I watched this scene I, I replayed this scene five different times to understand how Velma is forced to be a waitress. It just happens. And so the wake for Brenda, the girl who was killed, is at the diner Velma works at, Scooters. And Daphne and uh, Brenda's friend uh, Olive, uh, I believe that's her name, sing a a very X-rated song slowly but sat and sadly saying it was Brenda's favorite song. So just picture them sadly singing WAP. It's not WAP, but it's along those lines. It's like, ride me. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, just like yeah, lines right. like that. And I'm just, I'm just sitting there like grotesque. grotesque. And I'm just like, it has the potential to be funny, but like it's all the wrong way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, furthermore, they make fun of pop culture and Brenda being killed, like in Riverdale, and they they make fun of her for, and they're like, she didn't deserve to be killed despite all the underage sex she was having, and it's just, it's just like, it's making fun of themselves and other people. It it just yeah. it doesn't make sense. It has this weird like desensitization property of it. Oh yeah. But then it like sympathizes for very strange moments. It's very. I don't know. It's, like, all over the place when it comes to the sympathy part of it to me. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> Later on, it's, it's, that was a good point, Shane, but sorry. I'm in, like, in a different state of mind now. Yeah. I'm reliving my trauma. Mm. Uh, Velma then enters the scene as a waitress delivering people's fries while eating them. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha. So funny. Daph yes. then bashes Velma, saying she's the killer and the main suspect, which is revealed to everybody, and they all boo at Velma, and then she immediately quits. So what's the point of her being the waitress? Zero. Yeah. Absolute no zero. And that's a common theme for this. Some of the stuff that they do and some of the key points, which they make pivotal details, don't make any sense. No purpose of no being purpose. in there. And so originally, when I first watched this show, I was like, 
ah, they're putting all these little details in here for us to piece together because maybe her being a waitress plays a point in the big mystery. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. And constantly, constantly this happens throughout the show where these, these little details and little instances that happen that you're like, hmm, maybe this plays a part in the mystery. Nope, it does not. It, th this doesn't do anything. Okay, moving on because I, I don't like to get mad. I don't like to get mad, but mm. I'm, I feel myself getting mad. You know when you're like playing a video game and yeah, you're like further yeah. in, and you 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 hit you hit that thrift threshold. I'm I'm getting there, but I'm calming down. Yeah, I'm sipping yeah. uh chill, yeah, chill. my Dasani water. Chill with the Dasani, yeah. There you go. Hashtag not sponsored, but if you would like to sponsor us, buy our merch. We'll get into that later after episode three. So. <laughs> Film a quiz. Are we going to get to episode three? That's we are going to get to episode We're at least going to make it halfway. Okay. Velma quits. In the back alleyway, Fred is having a crisis. He's concerned about his manliness because of the way his father treats him. It's a very emotional scene. And then Velma confronts him with very thoughtful and very well animated flashbacks about her mom saying how Velma's mom was a mystery writer and Velma's mom went missing looking for Velma, uh, looking for a new Christmas present for Velma, and that mystery was never solved. Ah, That's when the hallucinations started because she believes that she went missing because of this mystery going on, uh, because she wanted to solve mysteries. So her trying to solve mysteries causes these hallucinations, and that's what's revealed in that flashback. Next page. Shaggy shows up and scares off Fred for whatever reason. It just, uh, for whatever reason, a car scares Fred. Um, and Shaggy, or Norville, is such a simp. Such a simp. And he goes like, Velma, you didn't read any of my v VMs. Voicemails. VMs. Voicemails. And he's like, such a loser. And it's they clearly didn't watch the show. Because... Mm. Norville, or Shaggy, doesn't really care about anyone except for Scooby, weed, and food. Yeah. But here he only cares about Velma. And that's a real, such a, such a waste of a character. And then... This seems very contradictory to mm -hmm. the original Scooby-Doo. Mm -hmm. Like, different universe kind of thing. Because, like... I agree. Remember the Scooby-Doo movie? Yeah. When, like, Shaggy, like... Uh, uh, it, it it just doesn't it doesn't line up. It, it doesn't. And it doesn't line up. Here here's like my stone cold proof that Mindy Kaling and the the other writer crap I forgot his name didn't <laughs> didn't write the uh, didn't watch the original show. It's because Velma uh, Shaggy's like, do you need help doing your math homework? And Velma's like, I'll copy you uh, off you later. Velma's supposed to be the smart one. Yeah. Do they not know this? Velma's like a classic stereotype for a nerd. Yeah, that's the whole point. Shaggy's supposed to be the dumb one of the group, you know? Yeah. But Velma, it's, just, it's it's so dumb. And I'm just what, I'm just like, if you watched one episode of the original show, you could write an infinitely better show than Velma. It's it's just ridiculous. But then, sorry, sorry. They make fun of Velma's uh, stepmom. Uh, they also make fun of Velma's stepmom for not being Greek or Italian because she owns a diner. 
Oh my god. It's very weird. It's just thrown out there as like a casual joke. But like it doesn't make any sense. They're like, like your mom owning a diner, but she's not Greek or Italian. And I just took note of that because it doesn't make any sense for the sentence they were saying. Yeah, I don't know where that even comes from. Yeah, but then uh, Shaggy says, uh, get this one liner. She's like, uh, he's like, I don't go to the diner because people do drugs there. And I hate drugs. And then there's a five second pause. I, I counted this one. 5.21 seconds of silence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely. And whew. somehow Sophie, that's the waitress and the owner of Scooter's the Diner and Velma's stepmom, is connected to the crime. But then Velma, as she's trying to steal a camera that she believes will incriminate Sophie, she has a very well animated hallucination scene. And this is one of the biggest ones where she has like a panic attack and scary scene for herself. But Sophie resuscitates Velma. And Sophie is a really good character. She's not involved in Velma's life, period. She just entered it like a year ago. And she's a very good model for Velma. And she tries to help Velma. But Velma hates Sophie for whatever reason. And that brings me to one of my main points about Velma. I'm whipping out the character sheet. She is a bad person and a bad friend. Um... Yes, that is contention one. She, for people who are very kind to her, she returns with being a bad person and pretending like she knows more and pretending like she's smarter. And she doesn't care about them as a person because she only cares about her mom and trying to save her mom. Yep. So, already, not a good mold for a character. And, yeah, and I'm going to get in next ep- uh, episode two of the Velma show, the Eric Cartman stuff. So, stay buckled in, stay buckled in. Um, so yeah, whatever, whatever. So Velma's dad, and so Velma's like, well, I still got to find my mom, but I can't because of all these hallucinations. Velma's dad's like, find your mom? She left us. And Velma's like, no, my mom loved us. And then, if you remember earlier, I said there was a flashback of all the good memories with the mom. Velma's dad is like, no, she actually hated us. And it's the same flashback, but everything is Velma pictured yeah, doing good went bad so it's pretty much the opposite and Velma agrees to move on she has a makeover which makes her look good which is the complete opposite of her character because throughout this entire show she makes jokes about how women don't have to look uh, don't have to try to look good to appeal the patriarchy but yet in this scene she completely throws that out of the book and tries to, and like and doesn't have a makeover scene. and appeal, appeals to the patriarchy yeah so and yes. And that is a huge focal point in episode three, which hopefully we get to because, oh my god, that one is a trip. I thought episode one was the worst, but then I'll just find out. Just find out. So whatever. Everyone notices that she dressed up like this, and they're like, whoa, she's cool, we like her. But then Daphne and her little clique are like, she's doing this to try and prove she's not the killer. And everybody's like, boo, boo. And then Fred's like, hold up. I had a conversation with her. She's actually cool. And he cuts off a guy's leg for whatever reason. I'm not joking. Yeah, and I every- remember that. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, Velma, Fred. Even the guy who Fred cut the leg off of. It's very weird and just thrown in there. It doesn't doesn't no make sense. Purpose. No purpose. Um, everyone stops harassing Velma. Next scene. 
Daphne and her crew come in to consult Velma, and there's in the restroom, so by themselves, and there's a very uncomfortable, unfunny uh, interruptions that happen and go on because, like, a girl's using the restroom and washing her hands. The scene goes way uh, f- goes on longer than it should. And then Daphne complains about Fred not wanting to have underage sex because he doesn't want to. And D- uh, Daphne also leaves with a remark which points to Fred as the murderer. So then Velma and Shaggy book it to Fred's house, and there's two unfunny jokes. I don't want to even talk about them. There's a lot of jokes where I just say unfunny jokes. Just take my word for it. <laughs> take my word. If I wrote down every single unfunny joke, yeah, I would have went insane. I would have, like, I don't want to say what I would have done, but... Yeah. But then, the only joke <laughs> in this episode that made me laugh, and it's not even, like, the best joke. I wonder if I would have laughed at it. Uh, again, but anyways, the first joke that I laughed at in the show was Shaggy. <clears throat> so, Velma at Fred's house is like approaching the gate and is like, Shaggy, uh, help me up, uh, Shaggy, help me up this wall. And, and Shaggy goes, I don't want to help you break into a place, but this would actually be a pretty good, co- uh, this would actually be a pretty good college essay. <laughs> and I, that just cracked me up real quick. Mm. I know, very mid joke. I don't know why I laughed at it, but it was. Yeah. I, it, I, seeing as it's I little, just that was a little more funny than the other ones. I, yeah, that was pretty good. Seeing as I applied to uh, applied to colleges recently, it was a very timely timely joke. So, anyways, moving on. Next page. Um, <laughs> uh, Velma. Velma breaks into Fred's house. Shaggy is the lookout, but she she's on the phone with Velma, and Velma has a hallucination as they begin to enter as she begins to enter Fred's room, and it's a really bad hallucination. Things aren't looking good. Her heartbeat is racing, and she, Velma's like, "Quick, uh, do something!" And then Shaggy's like, "I like you. I love you, and you're loved." I like you. And then Velma just starts laughing as Shaggy pours his heart out and is like, oh my gosh, you are so cringe. This is so funny. Rip Shaggy. And, and like, I'm just like... Rip Norville, sorry. And like, <laughs> Norville. Yeah. And I'm just like, do the writers think we enjoy seeing... Because so far, Shaggy's been a very good guy. A very good character. And I'm like, do people think we enjoy watching good guys and good characters like get completely shafted and made fun of? By yeah. it's it just doesn't make any sense. But then Fred has the camera. Oh yeah, so they go to Fred's house to find the camera, which will incriminate him. And Fred has the camera, but he reveals that the camera is there because it took pics of him ha- his hairless legs. And then it's revealed Fred hasn't gone through puberty and he has a real tiny wee wee. Mm. Ha 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 ha. And then. Fred also reveals he has a lot of pressure put up to him by his dad because he's the heir to uh, the Jones Gentleman's Company, which sells ascots and whatever. And and as Fred takes out a checkbook to pay off Velma, he's shot in the leg by, legs by Daphne's moms who come to arrest him as the murderer for whatever reason. It just happens. I don't know how they found it out. Shaggy never called the police. Velma never called the police. It just happens. Makes perfect mm. sense. 
And then Velma makes fun of Shaggy's confession again. And at the end of the episode, there is another corpse found in the trash in front of Velma's house. End of episode one. Yay. Take away, Shane. Um, Anything you can take away? I can just... I don't really want to take away anything. I understand, but... I just want to respect how horrible it is. It is very horrible. Um, I'm going to take a sip before we go into episode two. I hope, I, ho- I hope people are still listening to this. Yeah. I hope they are. Uh, as a warning. As a warning. I feel like if I keep ranking, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I will say that. And I, and I will say I enjoy plenty of horrible movies. Hoodwinked, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, uh, uh, not Spaceballs, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I love bad movies. Yeah. But this is just awful in complete sense of the word, you know? Yeah. Episode 2. Sorry, I had to take a swig. <clears throat> At the beginning of episode two, uh, Fred Jones is arrested for the murders of Brenda and Krista. Krista's the name of the girl that appears in the trash can of Velma's at the first episode. But despite Velma's role in the arrest, Velma's own father uh, will decide to represent him in the court case. We'll get into that later. And throughout the first two minutes of the show, I had it written down, two minutes of the show... There are six jokes about Fred Jones having a small wee-wee. Six jokes. um, And then they credit the murder... uh, The um, Sorry. um, They credit uh, Velma for correctly identifying Fred as the murderer by naming her Vermin Dorkly. That is the first big Mm. joke of the show. Vermin Dorkly. Isn't that hilarious, Shane? Yes, quite funny. So anyways, Amon, Velma's dad, tells Fred Jones they have to play up the fact that Fred is a late bloomer. Because if they represent him as an innocent baby boy, people will be less likely to think of him as a serial killer. Makes sense, right? Yes. We'll We'll see how that goes later on. Okay. So, meanwhile, Velma attempts to blackmail... Daphne, because they had, like, their old best friends planking, and it's like, I'll tell people we were friends if you don't help me out and help and help me uh, get the cold case file on my mom. And Daphne's like, I'll do it because we were friends if you give me $500. Um, and throughout this, Shaggy shows up. There's a real bad 420 joke because it's like, uh, I don't like weed. I hate weed. My name's Shaggy. I don't like weed. And and Sh- and Velma's like, ah, I kind of do. And Shaggy's like, do you even know what 420 means? And then Velma goes, yeah, it stands for adults who still watch cartoons. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Wait, what? Is there supposed to be... I don't know what the joke is there. I've I've watched... I, maybe some people get that joke. I have no, Let I, me I know get if you get all. the joke. Here is the <coughs> exact quote. I literally quote. do not get that joke at all. Here's the exact quote again. Do you even know what 420 means? Uh, yeah. It stands for adults who still watch cartoons. I I don't get... My my head is in my hands. I don't know what it means. 
Shane on a second. Adults who still watch cartoons. Okay. Maybe adults who still watch cartoons get high? Is that the joke? I, I don't I don't know. Then why wouldn't she why would she have said like why would she have said it that way though? That doesn't make s- Anyways, anyways. I don't, I don't so get it. Velma then goes while Norva's Norville is having a food podcast in his room. Velma interrupts and goes, I need $500, shaking him, interrupt, interrupting Norville's show. And Norville's like, I don't have the money yet. I just did something with my dad that required money. And Velma's like, ah, you're a bad friend. <laughs> like, uh, so stupid, so dumb. And whatever. Anyways... Shaggy eventually goes through a rigmarole trying to find money, and then he settles on selling his kidney uh, and turning it uh, over to a wanted criminal. But Norville decides if he has to get Velma to like him, it will be by being himself. We'll see how that goes at the end of the episode. Okay, so then Daphne and uh, Velma confronts Daphne. He's like, okay, after one day, I don't have the money. Is there anything I can do? And for the second time in the show, there was a funny joke. Daphne is like, uh, Daphne's like, I need to sell drugs. Oh yeah, Daphne's a drug dealer. That's why she needs the money. She needs five hundred dollars to pay off a dealer. But, like, there's like very like <laughs> odd connections with the kid. Like her being a drug dealer. Like that literally makes zero sense. Yeah. She she sells drugs. So she needs to pay off her bookie, then she needs to sell drugs in order to fund a private investigator to find her real parents because she's adopted. She wants to find her real parents for, insert reason, she never really states. She just feels alone and abandoned for whatever reason. It doesn't go into that. It's not like she's had a bad home life. Her parents have loved her, so I don't I don't know. There's no motivations. But anyways, Daph... The funny joke is Daphne is like, my life's been kind of crappy, you know, like most drug dealers. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it kind of did. Because he was, he was like, I got to make people feel sympathy for me. And my life's kind of crappy, so it's just enough to excuse me being a drug dealer. It was, and it made me laugh. Made a very quick little chuckle. Yeah. No, and I will say... That- I think it comes down to timing. Yeah, and it was timing. Yeah. I guess when you say it like where this, where a joke belongs, so a lot of the jokes in the show are put in places where yeah they should not be that's like the, at all. That's the thing. A lot of them have potential to be funny jokes. It's just I'm reading them to you as they are like said. Yeah. So like, it when it doesn't make sense when I say it. Imagine what it is watching the show. It doesn't yeah. make any sense whatsoever because I'm trying to make them make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Later on, then right after that funny joke in quotation marks that I laughed at, it is immediately followed by a bad joke, and then Daphne grabs Velma, and then Velma blushes deeply. And mm. that hints at Velma liking Daphne, and that's when I introduce. Mm. Oh, here it comes! Here it comes! Here it comes! Here it comes! The relationship chart I made. I made. <clears throat> so we will post this on the Reddit if you so want to. So in episode one, and this makes a little square. Okay, Shaggy's in the top left. Velma's in the top right, Fred's in the bottom right, Daphne's in the bottom left, okay? Shaggy has a dashed line to Velma because Shaggy likes Velma. 
This is episode one, by the way. And Velma has a dashed arrow going down because Velma likes Fred. But Fred and Daphne have filled in black arrows pointing to each other in like uh, in like a circle because they like uh, they love each other. They're in a relationship. Okay, glad we have that established. Episode two. <clears throat> Shaggy likes Velma, and Velma likes Fred still, and Velma apparently likes Daphne. That progression happens in the pace of one episode. Daphne, uh, Velma realizing she likes Daphne happens in one episode through them having three scenes together and none of them being positive. Wow. And we're going to get it. This is going to make an appearance later in this episode. But I just, if you wanted to copy that down right now, or if y'all ask for it to be on the Reddit, if you want to take a look at the Reddit and see if it's there, which is at tortoises, uh, capital T tortoises, capital P podcast, r slash, and u slash. Go look it up. It will be posted there if y'all let me know if y'all want it there. <clears throat> Anyways. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah. Daphne says, uh, tells Velma, if she doesn't have the money, you can help sell, me, sell drugs to people at school instead. She's been dealing drugs, and she's undercover at the school, and her parents, uh, her, sorry, her parents are undercover, looking for the drug dealer, which they don't know. It's Daphne, their daughter. And Velma r- agrees, but she's not good at selling drugs, as you can tell by a montage where Velma's a jerk to, like, seven people, and, like, they're really, it really just shows how Velma is a bad person because she thinks very highly of them, of herself. And she's just like, these people are druggies. And, and like, just, like, berates them mm. for, like, kind of no reason. Like, she doesn't know their lives at all. And she's just like, this person clearly hates you. Here's your drugs. And, like, people, like, storm off and are sad. It's it's just awful, 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 awful. Mm-hmm. And then Daphne at the end of this montage gets fed up and fires Velma. And then the scene is interrupted by Fred being walked into court where he's dressed up like a little baby boy, and it's just like, oh boy, I'm so excited for court. And everybody like, ah, that little baby couldn't hurt anybody. And then a rainstorm happens, and his makeup is washed. So that he looks like Adolf Hitler. And that's the joke. Shane, did you laugh at that joke? Uh, where he turns into Adolf Hitler? Yeah. Yes. You laughed at that? No, I didn't laugh at that. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Okay, so back to Daphne and Velma. Okay. <sighs> she accuses... Uh, Daphne accuses her of Velma thinking she has everyone pegged down to a T, as she thinks she does. But she's wrong. Uh, But she's wrong that Daphne has been selling drugs to rebel against her parents, like Velma says. She actually really wants to just, you know, hire a private investigator to find her real family. And there's a really bad buffalo wing joke here where she's like, I want to find my real parents and why I have buffalo wing hair. Do, Do you get it, Shane? Buffalo wing hair, because her hair is red. Isn't that whatever? But then Velma and Daphne in a massive chase scene fall on each other. And may I say, a horrible, horrible chase scene. They fall on each other, 
and they have a zing moment where they both blush and are like, oh, hello. So now, So this Daphne, episode is very Velma and Daphne's... Yes, pin. with no characterization. You want to know how many yep. positive scenes and positive interactions they've had throughout this mix? Zero. They've had no positive lines where they say something nice about each other or even smile when they're in the same room. But apparently Daphne likes Velma and Velma likes Daphne. Wow. That's what happens. <clears throat> Furthermore, um, the two have a tender moment and Velma realizes she actually enjoys hanging out with her friend. And Daphne thinks she's been too judgmental of Velma. And she even says, we make a good team. Spoiler alert, they don't. They haven't teamed up once so far. They've done in everything separately, so I don't get the point of them saying we make a good team because they've done nothing together at this point. They've done everything alone, and even if you consider them selling drugs together, Velma failed. So I don't get the line, we make a good team. Well, I don't get where it comes from. Like... <laughs> God, this show is dumb. So Daphne enlists Velma to try and sell to the Kingpin, and it's a man in a beanie and sunglasses, and he's ready to sell drugs to Velma, but because Velma's like, this guy's just ruined his life, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And he taps him on the shoulder to sell the drugs, but it's Velma's dad. Whoa! And Velma's dad is upset that he's going to lose uh, Fred's case, and Velma admits she has uh, she has a deal with Daphne to get um, the cold case file if she gets five hundred dollars. But then Velma's dad gives Velma five hundred dollars to pr uh, if Velma agrees to prove Fred is innocent. But here's the thing: Velma doesn't like to prove that she's wrong. Uh, she doesn't want to say that she's wrong, and she doesn't really ever say that she's wrong. And she has problems with this because she's a sociopath. <laughs> She's just like, I can't be wrong. I can't prove Fred's uh, he, uh, wasn't wasn't the murderer because I'm always right. And then she has an epiphany where she's like, oh wait, he can't be the murderer because he's a wimp. And in that little moment where she thinks, there's a flashback of all these different, uh, not flashback, but in her mind it's her being like, hmm, solving mystery mode because it's her thinking, you know? And in that flat, in that little sequence, there's all these formulas going by around her head, and one of them is the midpoint formula, but it straight up gets it wrong. It straight up like writes the midpoint formula. Or, or wrong. I think it gets the quadratic. The quadratic formula, formula? Yeah, yeah, it gets it, it, it gets the quadratic formula wrong. You know, negative b plus or minus the square root a four of a, a four a minus. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, uh, crap. What is it? No, no. Is it minus negative b? Oh god. What is it? What, is it? what it got? What did it get wrong? I forgot what it got wrong. It, it's uh, it didn't have b negative b uh, plus or minus plus or minus uh, square root of b squared minus four ac over two a. Yes, and I remember what it said. It had it wasn't b squared. It was two b, and it wasn't negative b. It was plus b. And it wasn't 2A, it was 2C. So it literally got almost everything wrong in the formula. And all it would take is a simple Google search to get it right. Because Velma is supposed to be a smart girl, but apparently she doesn't even know the quadratic formula. So take that as you will. Whatever. She testifies in court that Fred has been pampered his entire life 
as he can't even cut his own food. She brings out a plate of food because he's a pampered white dude, and Fred struggles to cut his food as he tries to cut it with his plate. And this is what I mean where Fred is clearly disabled uh, because we go to the, we go throughout this episode where he's at his house and he struggles to do anything like talk to other people um, especially like his parents cut his own food take a bath put on clothes like there's being helpless and then there's clearly like being disabled and there I get a feeling that they're trying to say he's disabled but like they're making fun of him you know like this moment everybody laughs at him and is pointing and laughing at him. But if he's disabled, like I believe he is, it's not really cool to make fun of him, you know? Like yeah. the way that they're doing. Whatever, Shane's playing Clash of Clans right now. Oh, sorry. Yeah. He's doing a lot of good talking right now. So. Well, Shane, you can also talk, you know? Uh, I'm like, I'm going to let you finish the episode, then I won't talk. Okay, whatever. I'm letting, I'm letting you finish out the... Uh... And then... The summary. He's finishing an IMDb summary. <sighs> and then Fred goes... Um, and then Fred has an outburst because Velma says, there's no way you can murder him. He's just a little baby. He can't even cut his own food. And everybody laughs at him. And he has a giant outburst where he's like, I could have killed her them if I wanted to. And the judge says, guilty. And he's put and taken away. And this makes me really mad because he's clearly disabled. So it's not cool to show to make fun of him. Whatever. And insert a bad joke where Amon says, uh, is at his house with his hands in his head, and he's like, I've lost so much money on this case. I, They won't even let me be a judge for uh, gymnasts with sexual assault issues. And they're, that joke is making fun of Larry Nasser. Do you remember that situation? No. I he was an Olympic that. coach who, like, helped gymnasts out, but he would sexually assault them. And so, of course. A, that happened, like, ten years ago. So not really even a timely joke. And it does, doesn't even make sense. Like, he didn't have problems with lawyers or anything. It's just thrown in there t- for the sake of being shocking. But it doesn't even, like, really make sense, you know? Nope. Whatever. Um, so, whatever. Then Daphne shows up at Velma's door giving her the cold case file, even though, like, I think she didn't get the money or whatever. I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened. She, did, she doesn't receive the money. Never forgave it to Daphne. Wasn't talked about. Whatever. But then Velma notices the clue in the cold case file, and she has and it says uh, Velma's Velma's mom's phone, Dia, that's her name, pinged at Fred's house. Last pinged at Fred's house before she went uh, and disappeared. So she's going to need to go to prison to uh, talk to Fred in order to get any information. But that's going to happen on episode three. But whatever. But out of nowhere, Velma has a hallucination, a very detailed hallucination, and Daphne's like, oh gosh, what should I do? Tries slapping her, but nothing else. Velma's having a really hard trouble, a really hard time because Velma's having a panic attack, and then Daphne kisses Velma. And they continue kissing while Shaggy watches from afar, and he, his hopes of confessing his feelings to Velma being completely squashed. And this is a little PSA. As someone who has had uh, one panic attack before in my life, um, don't kiss someone while they're in a panic attack. Um, I think that should go without saying, you know? Because, like, panic attacks, you don't control when they happen. They're very disorienting. Or mine was. I think they're all different. 
I don't really know. But, yeah, just don't do that, you know? It's, like, not really that cool. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's the end of episode two. That's all we're going to talk about in this episode about Velma. I really thought we were going to get through all of Velma this but no, as, yeah, as you no. can see, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. Shane, what, what do you think? Well, uh, well, you haven't been listening. You've been playing Clash uh, of Clans. I have been listening. I, well, actually, I didn't really want to listen anymore because it is so bad. And I already saw these two episodes, to be fair. And um, based on my experience, it just the show needs to figure out what it's like, its purpose is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Looking at it from an overall, you need to figure out the purpose. You need to figure out, you need to figure out how how I think it's struggling to figure out how serious a lot of things are mm-hmm. and how joking they are with everything. Like it doesn't have, like South Park. You don't have, you uh, turn on that show and you're expecting the most stupid crap. You know, something funny even with the darkest of situations. Mm-hmm. But like. This show is very is struggling to keep something serious and something's funny. Mm. I think it's like it, it just doesn't know it's like path. Like whoever wrote the well, Mindy Kaling, mm. it, it's just like I don't want to be mean, yeah. but a horrible writer, yeah. like the, a horrible writer, because like it's just like there's very clear like no path here. Yeah, like very clearly there's no path. I agree. And talking about South Park, um, oh crap, uh, talking about South Park, I'll go ahead and give y'all, because I've teased it throughout this episode, um, my connection to South Park and why Velma as a character doesn't work where Eric Cartman does. Uh, but before I do that, um, the, the writer I wanted to talk about on the Velma show was that there was Mindy Kaling, the main writer, and then Charles Gandy, I think, was the other one. Okay, so there's two horrible people. <laughs> yeah, two horrible, uh, whatever. Um, but, yeah, and that's the. this is one of the worst parts. I like Mindy Kaling, you know? Yeah, she that's was, what sucks, yeah. Because she was good in The Office. Yeah, she, I love that show. What, what's, crap, what's that other show? She has this other show that she did. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember it. Um, I liked her in Inside Out. Um, the Morning Show. I think it is. I think it's called The Morning Show. That's not what I'm thinking of, but oh, yeah. well. Um, whatever. I th- I think she's a good actress, good writer at times, but this yeah, show... Yeah, she wrote a few episodes of The Office, yeah. I think. Yeah, and I, so, I, I, I think I actually... And the Office, ne- to me, never had a horrible episode. So. Except for the last two seasons. In my yeah, opinion. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. And and in my, I think I went back and watched some of those Mindy Kaling episodes, and... I think I really liked those episodes. I did this, like, way back when I watched The Office, like, four mm-hmm. years ago. But I remember just being like, oh, I didn't realize they wrote their own episode. And I remember, like, almost... I think I like Mindy Caitlin's, like, the second best, or best, actually, so... John Krasinski had good episodes mm-hmm. to me. Did he write the most? But whatever. I've teased the South Park connection. So the reason why Eric Cartman works and Velma works is simple. A, Eric Cartman's actually funny... And <laughs> Eric Cartman doesn't hate everything, you know? He's mean-spirited, but his hate is very, he's, like... He's big-boned. He, he, he's, it's very, he has, he's very human. He's a very human, hateful guy. He, he, it's easy to hate him, but he has direction, you know? Because he has a racist joke. He has ethnocentric ideas. That's fine, because 
he also takes in, uh, he also gets made fun of a lot. The whole world like basically hates him for it. But mm-hmm. with Velma, she gets rewarded because like everyone in the show, Daphne, Daphne likes her for whatever reason. Shaggy simps over Velma for whatever reason. And spoiler alert: Fred later develops a crush on Velma. And everybody likes Velma, even though she literally does nothing good for any character in the show. Yep. People hate Eric, and he constantly has to prove why people should like him and why people should be around him. Mm. He's a very human character with human problems. He just is mean-spirited and racist and sexist and whatever, and he constantly has to pay for what he says and pay for his actions and get his way out of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's just... Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. But the main reason is Eric Cartman's funny. <laughs> yeah. And not to say Velma can't be funny, but it's she hasn't been funny yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, this leads me to the second point. Uh, well, let's talk about the jokes I laughed at throughout this episode. Mm. So the first one was Daphne being like this uh, the drug dealer kind of crappy whatever life. And then... Shaggy, as he's getting his kidney removed, somebody comes up to him in an alley and goes, hey, I have a... And, like, he's really shady, and he's, like, like obviously a really shady person. He's like, how would you like to make money really fast? And Shaggy goes, like, I'm not interested in flipping houses. (laughs) That That one actually is kind of funny. Yeah, I thought that was a funny joke. Yeah. And then Shaggy, when when he gets his... Shaggy seems to be the funniest character. He is. He is the funniest character. He has a lot of funny jokes. Shaggy, as he right after he sells his kidney, is like in a fight with some with some dude. I don't know. It just happens, and a bunch of druggies save him. And as we stated earlier, Shaggy hates drugs, and he was like, "Oh no, this is fired back on me," because he realized. The, all the druggies love him because they listen to his food podcast because, you know, they get the munchies. And he's like, this has mm. backfired me. My food my food podcast, it only caters to the munchies, just like my podcast on Little Wayne. And I thought, oh. <laughs> and I thought that was I thought that was funny. Yeah. And then <laughs> another one is so there's a chase scene montage whatever where Daphne and Velma <laughs> are trying to escape Daphne's moms. And Daphne uh a hides from her moms and is like right as they're about to find her Daphne texts their moms and is like and texts them and says I just found a homeless kitten can we keep it and so they immediately book it home and I just thought that was like I don't know it just made me laugh because it was very very human moment it's almost like I like very human and real moments yeah and those are rare and far between in this house yeah Uh, in this house (laughs) in this show and oh my god Shane do you have anything more of substance to add to this? I want you to talk because I don't want to seem like I feel like I, I feel like I've talked enough. I don't I don't feel like you have. Okay. So Yeah. No, I was just looking at it as a person. Mm. Do, do you remember the um Mystery Incorporated that the uh show that came out in uh the early twenty tens about uh Scooby Doo? No, I don't know. It was a... So, they act like... The, was it one of those Cartoon Network Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Yeah. They act like an adult take on Scooby-Doo has never been done before. But that's the it thing. Has, it, yeah. it has been done. I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I have seen that before. And it's been done very well. Because here's the thing. There's an overarching mystery in Mystery Incorporated. But in this show, 
they're trying to find the murderer or whatever who's been killing these hot girls and whatever, but there's no, like, mystery to solve throughout it. It just happens. The thing with Mystery Incorporated is you had fans, like, trying to solve it week by week with more mysteries that they gained through watching each episode, you know? And that's the thing. People, like, didn't know up until the last episode. It's kind of like Gravity Falls, that type of situation. But in this show, you'll come to see the murderer. There's no hints throughout the show. And I'm not going to reveal it yet. Don't go watch the show. But I'm not going to reveal it yet because I still want y'all to find out and stick around. Yeah. But there's no clues throughout it. The, the final clue happens, like, in the last six minutes of the show. And that's the only key deciding factor. It's not true to Scooby-Doo. It's not true to mysteries, and it's not very adult, mm. you know? There's a famous quote by... Do you ever... Do you remember the show Duckman? It aired, like, in the 90s. No, I don't... I haven't even heard of that before. Duckman? Okay. Um, so he has a famous quote where... <laughs> it's a real funny episode where uh, offensive jokes become illegal, and nobody can say anything offensive. And so, like, a guy goes up on a stage and he tells, like, unoffensive jokes. And, like, they're really unfunny, but everybody, like, laughs at them because they have to. He, he's just like, so this, uh, and he, go, he goes, like, up on a mic. And very timely for 1990s, may I say. He goes, like, so this non-gender-specific guy and this other, oh, I can't say guy. This non-gender-specific person and this other non-specific gendered person walk up to a coffee bar. Oh, I can't say bar that, but what about people who don't drink alcohol? And that just happened, and people are dying laughing at this. And then yeah. Duckman goes up on stage, and his quote is very true to uh, what I think adult cartoons need to take to heart. And it, he says, dare to be challenged. Dare to be treated like reasoning and thinking adults. So what if it offends you? As long as it furthers your intellect, who really cares? Ooh. And I believe that that is like a good quote to live by because I like that. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that offends you, but at the same time, if if it makes you think, to me, that's better than whatever this garbage is. You know? Yep. Because there's a fine line yep. between like challenging ideas and offensive humor that makes you think. You know? Mm -hmm. Because in South Park. You get offensive jokes, yeah, but at the same time, it's all, most of the time, it's a critique and profound statement about society, you know? Although it's masked by some, like, offensive jokes and some humor, which I, uh, and some, like, unfavorable humor, which I yeah. personally like, it still, like, challenges the mind. But none of, none of the jokes, even the political jokes, for being, like, a political joke show, none of it, like, furthers my intellect, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. just, like, blanket statements, yeah. And, but that's, ooh, I'm getting tired of talking about this. I, I feel like, I feel like we have to call it, like, I can't talk about the rest of these episodes. I think that's, I, I bet there's no one listening anymore. Yeah. It, shout out if you're still here. Yeah, shout out for real, bro. Um, this will become, this will become our series. first mini-series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's actually a good idea, then. Yeah. I'm glad we're ending it here. Yeah, um, we plan... Well, I planned on. This <laughs> This is me talking to you yeah. right now. Um, I want to do mini-series. Uh, so this is season one of the Tortoises podcast. Yeah. Season two will be coming in March. This isn't the end, by the way. We're still keeping it going until <laughs> season one. But season two is going to come out. And season two, we plan on doing a lot more mini-series. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot more mini-series driven where we talk about one topic. We'll still do miscellaneous topics. Don't you worry, miscellaneous people. But yeah. we plan on doing a lot more structure, so what we're talking about is a lot more fluid. 
But, yeah, uh, thank you for listening. I uh, hope you liked my voice during this episode. Uh, I talked a lot. Sorry for all the Shane stands. Maybe maybe Shane will have his own topic someday. What yeah, you, yeah, I will. I will. If, if, you, uh, if you eat all your vegetables and get into bed of by course, 8.30, even course. though it is 10 o'clock right now, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, okay, champ? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Follow us on... Instagram at Tortoises Podcast, all lowercase. Follow us on the Reddit at capital T Tortoises, capital P Podcast. And Shane, would you like to shout out our merch real quick? Yeah, shout out to the merch right now. We are now currently making merch. And uh, what should what should we do, Parker, if they want to buy the merch? Oh, thank you for asking. Simply DM us, talk to us. Easy as that. Easy if you as talk that. Talk to us. We will get you that shirt. If you are so ancient, email us at tortoiseaspodcast at gmail.com. Email us. Meet us in person. Say, hey, we want a t-shirt. We're selling them. Um, we'll see if the price goes up. I don't really know because, like, they said they're 20 But, okay, for right yeah. now, 20 bucks. but it may change. Pending. Pending. Yeah. Uh, we think it's 20 bucks right now. Uh, still working out the calculations. Let us know. We have the t-shirts. They look mighty fine, if I do say so myself. They do. Um, Yes, that's all our socials right now. We're working on a Patreon. We'll let you know when it's up. Follow us on Reddit. Ask us questions. Ask us plenty of questions. We want to know what y'all think. We want to know stuff you're curious about. Please use the Reddit. Please Please use the Reddit. And if you don't use Reddit, you don't have a Reddit account, ask us questions in person. We write them down. I swear we do. Ask us questions on Instagram. DM us what you want to know. Any questions. And before we end this, uh, shout out to all the people who's bought shirts. The the uh, the little capital we've gained off the shirts because we barely break even helps supply y'all with this show. So yes, it thank does. y'all, huge thanks, and also shout out to Alex's and Carmen's podcast. I told him to uh, DM us the name of their podcast, but they have failed to do so. But, <laughs> uh, shout out to their podcast, which we don't know the name to, but we we we're sure we'll get it soon. Yeah, uh, but course. shout out to them because. Do they have a podcast now? Uh, they're gonna do a movie podcast. I can't wait to listen to it personally. Can you wait to listen to it? I can't wait to listen to it. Man, hopefully, well, you know what? Hopefully, they say thank you for this little shout out. That this proves that they're listening to it or not. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, thank you for listening. I am Parker Perel. I'm Shane Wells. All right. Let's say goodbye. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao, Bellas.